the Lord, everybody. You're glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to say that it is a great, great privilege to uh, be here in Spokane, Washington again. We always love our times here and uh, count it a great privilege just to be here, uh, but specifically to be able to be given the honor to preach the Word of God, to be a voice for the Lord, and to reveal His thoughts is a high, high privilege. And so I say thank you to Pastor Mayo for this great privilege to be able to address this congregation today, and I give you honor want you to know how much I appreciate you and your wonderful wife. These are great, great people. And um, to be able to be here on this special day of celebrating 25, I'm sorry, 27 years of uh, pastoral leadership of this church being established is uh, a great treasure. I told Pastor Mayo that uh, I have a little bit of perspective of 27 years because me and my wife have been married 27 years. And we're very close to 28 years. June the 5th will be 28 years. And uh, so I would say that I'm really thrilled to have my wife with me here uh, also today. And I love and appreciate her very, very much. God was good to me when he gave me Sister Townley. And uh, when she said yes, my Lord, what a moment. And uh, I appreciate my wife uh, being here, and I appreciate uh, our 27 years of marriage. And um, so that gives me an idea of when this church started. And uh, I know there's been a lot of a lot of great things happened through the years that has brought you to this moment and to this milestone, and we rejoice with you uh, greatly. Uh, I want to give proper honor to Brother and Sister Mayo as our friends. They are so kind. We love getting with them. Now, I don't know if you know my personality very much, but I'm an introvert, and um, uh, I'm, I'm more of a quiet person, and I, I listen more than I speak. Uh, I'm having to learn to speak up more. And, uh, I'm, you know, there's a time to be silent, but there's a time to speak. And so, you know, I'm, I'm having to develop that side. Um, but uh, when, when there's just very few people that when I get around them, the stupid comes out in me. And I just feel good, and I laugh, and I have a good time. And uh, your pastor and pastor's wife is one of those couples. They're smart, but the stupid comes out in me when I, when I get around them. And I thought about this before I came, but it slipped my mind. And your pastor is so glad that it slipped my mind. Because just a few days ago, I thought, you know what, I've got some... I got some things I want to buy and bring to Pastor Mayo and give it to him as a gift from South Louisiana as a part of his anniversary weekend. 
I found some turkey jerky. I found some turtle jerky. I found some alligator jerky, some rattlesnake jerky. I didn't buy it. I left it. I didn't bring it up. So. But we've had your pastor and his wife down to Louisiana. They have blessed our church. Our church loves brother and sister Mayo. God has used them in a very special way. So not only am I grateful for our friendship, I am very grateful for our relationship in the spirit. And we share a common heart and a common passion for the work of God. And uh, our local assembly is always thrilled at your expense for us to announce that Brother Mayo's going to be in Jennings. <laughs> and uh, the Lord has used him through the years. I have prayed and I've sought God to uh, speak to ministering brethren, to speak to me. I've told the Lord it doesn't matter if a man is young or a man is old. I just want to hear your voice, and I want to know your will. But I, to be honest with you, there's been very few men that have called me through the years to say, Brother Townley, I have a word from God for you. There has been men that have encouraged me and blessed me through the years, but, but not in personal conversation as much as I've experienced in the past few years. And your pastor is one of those men that God has used in a very particular, needed way to speak into my life. And I want you to know I appreciate that. Thank you for being a vessel for God. I've expressed to Brother and Sister Mayo what I truly feel in my heart and that the Lord has impressed me in my coming to Spokane, it's very obvious. It doesn't take much perception, but I've been free to say it in that I firmly believe that God has raised Brother and Sister Mayo up for such a time as this. This is their season. But it's not just their season. It's your season. And God hasn't just raised them up for such a time as this. God has raised you up for such a time as this. And together, together there is no limits to what God will do in and through Spokane, Washington and Cornerstone Church. You know, as I was reading a while back, I know I'm giving some some lengthy opening remarks, but this is just really the way I feel it today. As I was studying the book of Ephesus last year, I took a lot of time, read the book, studied it, did historical research, and uh, just tried to get a grasp of the book of Ephesians. One thing I noticed uh, that stood out to me again that I, the Lord has brought back to me since this service has begun this morning and uh, number one, Ephesians 1 and 20, the Bible talks about the raising of Christ from the dead. The Bible said, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, the power of God, the Spirit entering the man. 
raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Raised and sat. But if you'll also notice Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6, speaking of the church, Paul wrote and hath raised us up and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Just as the man Christ was raised from the dead and sat in a place of power, prominence, and authority, so God does to his people that used to live the low life, walk in the dark world. God pulls us out of darkness, brings us out of the world, places us into the church, into his marvelous light. He raises us up. He pulls us up out of the deep miry clay, picks us up out of the pit of sin, raises us up, and causes us to sit together in heavenly places just as Christ was raised and is sat. So God raises his people up and he sets them in a place of power, a place of authority, a place of glory, heavenly places. I'm telling this pastor, this church again, God has raised you up and he has seated you. He has seated you to serve, to minister, to be a blessing. He has raised you for such a time as this. Let God continue his great and glorious and wonderful work. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. You know, Having pastored for 17 years now, I understand from the, the position of a leader the challenges that come with growing a church, organizing things, settling administrative issues, then branching out to new endeavors saying, let's try this. Let's start a new work. There's a lot, of, a lot of work that brings a church to where this church is today. There's a lot of grace. There's a lot of wisdom, a lot of anointing, a lot of leading of the Holy Ghost. It takes courage from a pastor. It takes the ability to continue to speak the word of faith to the assembly. Thank God for that voice. But it takes also faith in the hearer. That what they're hearing is not just the words of man, but it is truly the word of God that is witnessed by the Spirit of the Lord. And thank God for people in a congregation that are willing to be agreeable, to bind together, receive the vision, share the vision, shoulder the load, and say, Pastor, in whatever season you need me to do whatever, I'm here. I'm not just here for you. I'm here for the glory of God. I'm here for God's purpose. I'm not here just to be recognized, but I'm here to labor. I'm joining my heart with you. I'm joining my mind with you. I'm joining my soul with you. I'm joining my spirit with you. We have a great congregation gathered today because there's people that says through every phase and every stage, I'm here to do the work of God. And can I tell you, there's no limits to what God is going to do. 
As a matter of fact, we can't even quantify what God is already doing. But there's no limits to what God is going to continue to do. As you continue to labor together, do the hard work, and God does what only He can do. I hope this is okay, but I just feel like talking a little bit. I, I, I see, I see re- them reaching down, pulling in young people, cadets, ambassadors, whatever. Giving them an opportunity to start a pathway of duty, responsibility, and ministry. Can I tell you, all it takes is just a little bit of laxity. All, just a little bit of laxness. A little bit of just not caring and, and not desiring to develop every person. That before long there will be a need. There's no one to fill it. Thank God for a church that said, hey, let's grow everybody. Let's be all we can be. Let's do all we can do. Hallelujah. Are you glad you're a part of Cornerstone Church? Are you happy to be celebrating 27 years? This is a moment to celebrate. The church is alive. The church is moving on. The church is growing on. The church is going across the street. God is good. Oh, let's give him some praise today. Yeah, come on, let's praise him. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. Hallelujah. 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 You can remain standing with me if you'd like. When those children shouted out earlier, I thought 27 years ago you didn't hear that. That's a celebration of praise. That's something to be thrilled about today, happy about. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, I really have opened my heart up. I've opened my mind and my spirit. As you can tell through my opening comments, there is, there is so many ways and levels in which I see this congregation and what God is doing. And I've wanted in some way for God to use me to help encapsulate this moment. But, but even more than that, I wanted somehow God to help us to get a glimpse into what is possible. What I call piercing the darkness. God giving us light into the future, understanding and revelation of what is ahead because it doesn't matter the success that we've had in the past or that has brought us to where we are or even the next move. God is still bigger than that and God is still greater than that and whatever God has done in the past, he can always outdo himself in the present. God's the only one that can keep outdoing himself where there's a pastor and there's a people that just says, God, do what you We're your vessels. We're your instruments. He will continue to show himself glorious and mighty and wonderful. 
And I, I did receive some thoughts yesterday that I, I felt would be appropriate. And I really, if I had my way, I would be preaching that today. I want to I wanna preach a message where I take Romans chapter 11 and 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and I put them side by side. Both of those passages, those chapters have the thought who have known the mind of the Lord. And it's, it's, it's great. I wanted to preach it. I felt like it would be right for this moment. But when I woke up this morning, I had one word on my mind. And this is what I feel like God wants me to preach about. I want to preach a very simple message this morning entitled, Sing. Sing. I'd like for us to turn to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14, and I want us to read verse 31, then we're going to drop into chapter 15 and read verse 1. Now, I'm sparing us the reading of the full story of how that God miraculously led the children of Israel across the Red Sea, allowing them to walk on dry land into the wilderness. The Bible tells us that when the people of Israel parted, uh, walked across the parted waters on the dry land, that once they crossed and Pharaoh's army was behind them, the waters came down on Pharaoh's army, destroyed the Egyptian soldiers, the Bible said that the people of God noticed they were dead on the seashore. Verse 31 reads like this, And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. 15 in verse 1. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Now go to verse 20. And Miriam. And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand. And all of the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Now, two more verses. From the book of Numbers, if you will turn to Numbers chapter 21, just give our readings now that I'll reference later. Numbers 21 and verse 16, the Bible tells us 
And from thence they went to Beer, that is the well whereof the Lord spake unto Moses. Gather the people together, and I will give them water. Then Israel sang this song, spring up, O well, sing ye unto it. The princes digged the well, and the nobles of the people digged it by the direction of the lawgiver with their staves. Israel sang this song, spring up, O well, sing ye unto it. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you for this people. I thank you for this pastor, this pastor's wife, this leading family. I thank you, God, for what you have done in bringing this church to this moment. I thank you for the power of preaching. I thank you for the power of song. I thank you for the power that abides and rests in the heart and the soul of this people through the baptism and the glory of your presence. Grace us with your presence. Touch us with the power of your word and instruct us in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Psalms 119, I'm sorry, 100, begins like this. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with what? And come before his presence with with singing. Know ye the Lord, he is God. It, it, it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Are you glad you're a part of continuing and enduring truth today? You know, I think about the reality of life. Even when God brings you to a city such as Spokane, and he begins a church. A church moves from this location to that location to this location to that location. Even staying in the same town, sometimes there's a lot of moving. There's a lot of transferring from one place to another. <laughs> Me and my wife laugh. We don't even know if we're in the last house we're going to ever own in Jennings. But this is our seventh address in 22 years. And so in the work of God, there's a lot of moving. Even if you stay at the same place. This is a walk with God that we're on. This is a journey that we're on. As I stated, churches move into new locations, bigger buildings. They build, they buy. Sometimes you move from house to another house. You start at one location, you buy a bigger home, and on and on. Nicer place, and Family grows. You need more room. There's always movement. 
there's always movement to the work of God. You know, God never wants us to get settled in one place. He wants to keep us moving. I don't ever want to become stagnant and stale spiritually. How about you? I want to keep moving. The Bible says concerning the work of the kingdom of God, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. There is always a moving to the work of God. God's work and kingdom is always moving forward. I don't know about you. I want to stay on the cutting edge. I want to stay on the cutting edge of the work of God. And you know what? Singing has an intricate part to play in helping us move. In helping us move with the Spirit. Helping us to open our spirit. I wrote it like this this morning. A song moves our spirit, initiating the opening of the window of our faith. We can be closed or we we can be troubled and we can be distressed, but we can start singing a song or listening to a song and all of a sudden our spirit will begin to open and the windows of our soul will begin to open up and the presence of God will begin to flood our soul. God will move us. God will move in us. God will move through us. I can remember one time in a very dark season of my life, in that dark season, I didn't know when the sun would shine again. I just knew it would shine again. I didn't know when victory would come. I just knew it would come. But I remember listening to a song on a cassette tape back then. Listening to that cassette in my living room over and over to a song that said, He's bringing you out. He's bringing you out. He's bringing you out. Amen. And I, I, I can tell of testimonies of, of a time of which I was sitting in my office um, and one particular CD I was listening to. I began to listen to the songs, Where Did the Wind Go? And I began to think about the storms that God had brought me through and the peace that God had, had put in my spirit. Songs have a way of moving our spirit that initiates uh, the opening of the window of our soul for the glory of God to move and the power of God to visit us. I thought about the book of Psalms that we have, 150 Psalms. Most of them began with some type situation in the man David's life. That situation and circumstance drove him to prayer. And before it was over, God answered the prayer and brought victory into David's life. And he turned that into a song, which has become an eternal testimony of the great works of God. That when he brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. Hallelujah. Amen. And we have many songs in the Word of God of scriptures that began as troubling situations, trying times that people prayed and called on the name of the Lord. And as they sought God, God heard their prayer intervene on their behalf. He moved. And before it was over, the prayer became a song in which God is glorified and magnified, praised, honored, and adored from generation to generation. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. Hallelujah. I thought about the songs that have encouraged people down through the years. I thought about how that the songs about heaven have comforted those of the past who lived 
in hard times. Today, life is not as rough as it used to be in the early 1900s. Go back as far as we want, but with the perspective of these United States, there was a day in which life was much more rough, much more crude. There was not as many comforts of life. Today we have padded pews and air-conditioned, beautiful church to sit in. But there was a time if a service was going to happen around here, there was some wooden beams put up, some crude benches, and just maybe some tree limbs to cover the top of some type brush harbor. And so we live in a different day in which we've got a lot of comfort. The only way we get trouble is trouble to get in our family or addictions to get in people's life. But we got a lot of comforts that we can enjoy. What I'm trying to tell you, the songs of heaven may not be as appealing to this generation as it was to prior generations. But people of the past used to sing songs like, The wicked shall cease their troubling. They would begin to sing, I'm going where the wicked shall cease their troubling and the weary shall be at rest. And all of the saints of the ages, we're going to sit at his feet and be blessed. Uh, let me just remind you of the hope of heaven that comes to us through songs, brothers and sisters. Uh, one of these days, what we want down here, we'll enjoy over there. We'd like to be pain-free here, but only heaven holds that. We'd like no more tears here, but only heaven holds that. We'd like to be done with trouble and sorrow, but only heaven holds that. Thank God for a song that can help us look past the here and the now and know that one of these days uh, the wicked will cease their troubling. Trouble will torment us no more. We'll be at peace and rest with the Lord forever. That's still what church is all about, to hear the Lord say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. I dare say there's saints that you've already placed in the ground in the past 27 years that held on to that song and it hope is still alive that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return with a shout with the voice of an archangel in the moment in the twinkling of an eye and the dead in Christ are going to rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know what I'm preaching about because 11 years ago, my godly mother, my prayerful mother, my soul-winning mother, when she passed away, she had won some 40 people to the Lord through Bible studies. Uh, she passed away unexpectedly Saturday night before Mother's Day. But tonight and today, I have a hope in my heart. I'll see her again. I'll see her again. The hope of heaven keeps it alive in my soul. I thought of an old song I used to hear as a boy. It says, heaven 
for me, heaven for me, Jesus will be what makes it heaven for me. All its beauty and its wonder I'm longing to see. But if Jesus is there, it will be heaven for me. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, that give you that going home feeling, won't it? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Jesus is still coming. The songs have a way of just driving that truth home again and again and again. One of my mother's greatest regrets after I moved away from home at 18 years old was that she didn't get to see me very often. And she would look at me and said, son, I, hate on, I don't get to see you more than I do. She said, but if it's for the work of God... I'm all right, and that's fine with me. And after she passed away and we had her funeral, the song started stirring in my soul. It says, I'll see you again on the other side of Jordan. I'll see you again in that city so fair. We will praise Jesus and sing hallelujah a thousand times or when we walk Together on that beautiful shore, hallelujah, 10,000 times more. When we walk together on that beautiful shore, one of these days we'll be together and we'll never part. One of these days God's going to restore you to relationship in heaven with your loved ones that have gone on. What a grand reunion. You know, a little bit ago, the pastor, while he was exhorting, talked about how that there's many souls in this city, and that one brother started running around. It made me think about, I wonder how many more souls is out in this city that God is going to save, God is going to reach. You know, there's a church already in the grave. There's a church alive, and there's still many more that God's going to bring into this place. What a great reunion when God brings Spokane together. You know, listen, I thought about when that brother took off running. Somehow, brother, that must have been a thought in your mind that there's not just more, more people in this community, but God pulled me out. Somehow I felt like there was a, a part of a celebration and a, a song of deliverance that was coming out of your spirit. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today, a song of praise. Hey, maybe we done forgot what the Lord's done for us. Maybe it's been too long since we walked down the path to remember the shackles of sin that held us, the turmoil in our soul, the torment in our mind. Maybe we need to sing another song of deliverance here. 
Maybe when the preacher says, there's many souls in this city, we may need to remember, I was once one of them. Where's that tambourine? I talked about moving. Me and my wife's in another moving moment right now. We had a piece of property we thought we were going to, you know, build a house on. Situations came up. That's not going to happen. Looks like we're going to sell that property. We got buyers that when we get back, we're supposed to be completing the sale. And so right now we've been making decision that after this another move, I'm getting older. See, I'm breathing hard. I just want to settle down in peace, you know what I mean? And so again, we're trying to we're trying to pull out all right. All of this stuff that's in the storage at this barn that we haven't used for four years where we're living now. What's going to survive this move? What are we going to throw away? I think I've thrown away more than I'm keeping, which is not bad. But I'm, I'm, I'm in that winnowing process right now. What's going to stay? What's going to last? You know, that's probably the way it was when the people of Israel left Egypt. We're leaving at midnight. We've been praying for 400 years. God, get us out of this place. We're sick and tired of the slavery. We're sick and tired of being beat. We're sick and tired of working for Pharaoh. We're, we're tired of being humiliated, treated with scoffing and scorning. We're a people of custody. What's going out with us? What are we going to take with us? I don't know who all made the decision. But there was somebody said, you know what? We're not going to leave this tambourine behind. He's bringing us out. Come on, children, let's sing. Come on, children, let's shout. Come on, children, let's tell the goodness of the Lord. I don't know what they had it wrapped up in. I don't know. I don't know if it was put, if it was put in a leather bag. I don't know if it was at the bottom of the stack. But all I know, somebody had the foresight. To say, I want to bring the tambourine with me. I want to bring it with us. We don't need to leave that in Egypt. When we come out, all of a sudden, when the Hebrews saw the Egyptian army 
laying dead on the seashore. Music started moving in somebody's soul. Moses picked up a pen and he began to write. said, let's sing. The Lord has caused us to triumph. He's caused the horse and the rider to be cast into the sea. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to take time to read it today. But he begins to give God great praise and exaltation. And when it comes to the end of that song, Miriam grabs the tambourine. This is our song of deliverance. This is our time to shout. This is our time to give God glory. I just wonder if there's anybody want a tambourine here today. Anybody been washed in the blood? Anybody glad you're brought out of sin? Anybody glad you got the Holy Ghost? Anybody got some deceased enemies? Anybody glad Pharaoh's drowned? Anybody happy that the powers that opposed you have been conquered? The old days it would go. Once like a bird in prison I dwelt. No freedom from my sorrow I felt. But Jesus came and listened to me. Glory to God, he said, he set me free. He set me free. Come on. Now let me just tell you. If we want to bring it to the modern times, say, you should have been there when I prayed through. Church was on fire and the Holy Ghost too. From the top of my head, sole of my feet, I felt the Spirit moving all over. I got the river. Come on, I got the river flowing, moving, washing over me. Say to God, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Miriam, dance with the tambourine. Ah, join up with somebody and give God the praise right now. Praise Him with the strings, instruments, and the organs. Praise Him with the timbrel. Praise Him with the symbols. Yeah! Yeah! Y'all want to do some of it? You should have been there when I came through. Church was on fire and the Holy Ghost too. From the top of my Come on. head to the sole of my feet. feet. I felt the Spirit moving Do it again. Do it again. You should have been there when I prayed through. Church was on fire and the 
Come on. I have a fear. 